people are actually showing up for this, which is good. Yeah. Well, some. <laughs> like a person showed up. Like someone yeah, showed up. Some people. Whatever. But no, I mean, I know of at least five that aren't here. So, I mean, they're coming. There's five confirmed five people five are not confirmed. I know. I know of at least five. I know more. of at least five I know. listeners who are not at this. I can name at least ten. five people that I know in my life yeah. who are not here. At least. August 4th, 2012, and I just paid $2 for balls. <laughs> this is Idle Thumbs 68, and I'm Chris Remo. I'm Jake Rodkin. I'm Nick Brecken. And I'm Steve Gaynor. And Sean Vanneman isn't here because he's not. Um, yeah, so thank you guys for showing up to this episode of Idle Thumbs. Yep, thanks. We appreciate it. Uh, hey, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know how to do these very well. We yeah, we're packs, bad at live episodes. And that was two years ago. Um, but now we're at QuakeCon. Yeah. Yep. Enjoying a lot of sweet PC games. Yeah. And doing a podcast. Yeah. We played Dishonored. That's definitely that was true. fun. We all played a lot of Dishonored, kind of, because it's seemingly a pretty sweet game. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have you guys gotten to play Dishonored? Anybody here gotten to go down to the floor and check it out? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. <laughs> JP's a, excited. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a first-person stealth game. It's kind of like a cross between Thief and Bioshock. Like, you stealth around and assassinate dudes, but also you have mystical powers. Um, Supernatural. Oh, sorry. We're, can, can you... <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Get out. Can, can, the only reason I'm here to just, like... Can you disambiguate that <laughs> shit? As the representative? Hmm? What is the difference between supernatural and mystical powers in uh, this case? I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, the difference is that one of them is on the press release. Yeah, one of them, oh, is okay. on the one of them isn't. And, uh, yes. So, yeah, some so sort of supernatural ghost or something gives you powers. Um, so, correct, so, correct me if I'm wrong in any of this. You play a ghost yes. who is honorable, and you, have, you cast spells on a now robot. Now I have to quit. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's a pretty good game though. So you got you, you got to play uh, Chris the um, the level that was out on the show floor, right? The one where you're supposed to kidnap a scientist. Mm-hmm. Oh, Did you I play also a different played one? that. Uh, they also yesterday they were showing um, one where you went to a party and it was like non there weren't guards around. You could just wander around a party, kind of like observing and stuff for a long time. That was what Can they had party? in the press room yesterday. <laughs> uh, you can't like press X to party down or anything. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's pre-release build. It's fine. Yeah, they'll get that in. They'll get that. In. Um, but no, it's it's a really interesting game because it's very uh, non-linear. Like especially the the party uh, level that I played, which is like you walk around this estate and you can just kind of go up and talk to people and see what's going on. And people are just walking around having conversations. Could you deploy rats in the party? Yes, you could. Because in the demo on the show floor, you have a power of some kind that isn't a plasmid. Yeah. Where um, <laughs> where um, it's not, so. but. Uh, or you can just summon a bunch of rats that come flying up out of, I guess, presumably the holes in the environment, but they just sort of come out of the ground, and then they eat people until all of their skin comes off. Yeah. yeah. 
which is amazing. But and it also attracts other other like guards get distracted by the fact that there's a rat eating a guy, and then they also start getting devoured do, by rats. Do real rats get attracted by like the rotting corpse? Oh, I don't know if environment rats, rats do. But they do. Like, the thing oh, they that do, they do really. The yeah. thing that's the best about the rats. I was kidding. That's a real guys. thing yeah, that happens yeah, in this game. Thing. Rats yeah. summon guards and rats. That's that's the two <laughs> properties of rats. Does, yeah. does um, the game, if you let it run long enough, will you just crash your system because so many rats? <laughs> the rats, the rats eventually dissipate. But the the rats eat these guys until they're nothing but just like muscle and gristle just this weird just sort of skinless guy but then the best thing about it's that a is cool game. you can still walk up to that big sort of pile of, <laughs> of vaguely connected limbs yeah. and hold x to pick it up like you would a regular corpse so i was playing the mission on the show floor and i picked up this just <laughs> puddle of musculature it was just gross walked into the room where the, the guy was that i'm supposed to be like escorting back out and then just threw this horrible ruined body down on the table and nothing happened but i was really excited by that like yeah also just Summoning rats. That's also a pretty good way to like pacify somebody who you're supposed to be capturing. Is well, this is the last guy that I was supposed <laughs> to bring in? Yeah, it just it makes you into the worst person in a really yeah. good way, where you can you can alert guards to your presence by just throwing the skinless <laughs> remains of their friend right in front of their feet from a three floor balcony. Well, let's see. Was saying it's a really intellectual game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, it's a it's a thinking like man's video game. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a thinking it's man's a, rat it's a game summoner. for the for the thinking yeah. sociopath. Yeah. yeah. Well, but it's I mean that that kind of thing. Uh, there are a lot of ways to be, you know, expressive or just decide I'm going to do something weird and then actually yeah. do it in the game. Yeah. And you, you noticed I know me do something, uh, and, and I don't know what it was, but you said you were going to tell me what I oh, did right. you that you saw me do. You rescued I, a prisoner yeah. who walked up to you and started telling you information, and then you just immediately strangled them to death. <laughs> and then you picked up their corpse and threw it onto the mattress so it landed in this really yeah. awkward splayed position, and then you yep. walked away. And I was like, no. what's But, but then, then he came back and threw another man on top of oh, that yeah, man. You, <laughs> oh, no, those are, those are, these are two different things. Yeah. So let me explain. <laughs> so, so one was, yeah, there was, you so you, you go to the scientist area and he's like dictating this thing about how he's gonna like vivisect this person or something and they're in a cage and so you can unlock the cage and they're like thank you and I was like you're welcome and then I went around behind them and just choked them out uh, and threw them on the ground for no reason whatsoever the thing that Nick is talking about is yeah in the in the party level it's in a huge estate right and like the party's going on downstairs and then people's bedrooms are upstairs I'm not supposed to go up there so I was sneaking around up there and these guards you know started to see me so I like you have trank darts you can knock people out so I knocked out one and dragged his body into a bedroom so nobody would find it. And then his friend came around the corner. I knocked him out, and I was like, "This will be scandalous." And I threw them on top of each other on like the ladies' bed, and I was like, "They're gonna get in some trouble." Uh, you yeah. said, yeah. And "Yeah, I walked did." Out of the room. It was a, the door. so yeah. I mean, also there's a video game in this video game that doesn't involve just fucking around doing stupid things, <laughs> but that was what we enjoyed about it. Yeah. yeah. That's the idle thumbs mode. Is they just remove all the level structure and like missions. And it's just sandbox of creating like sex scandal. Yeah. <laughs> I can possess a guy and walk him into a pile of rats. Like, yeah. But then you depossess him and find out that you're the one in the rats, which is too bad. Yeah, how does that work? Because I, I possessed a guy. What's and the I magical just... explanation behind the possession? <laughs> yeah, is that mystical? Well, or it's, mystical? It's, it's, it's sort of a spoiler. Ugh. Oh. Who invited this? Guy? <laughs> God. Um, yeah, no, there's, there, there's, like a, there's a ghost man. I knew it. There is. There, I mean, there I is. There's a supernatural man, and you know, he gives you the powers. They've talked. That's not a spoiler. That's, that's not, not a spoiler. Though. That's I not a spoiler meant, to say that much. Yeah. I just the mechanically because I, I like climbed up a bunch of you rafters, the, and I was okay. Yeah, I didn't that's understand. What I was confused. Because yeah. yeah, I thought that I was walking around a guy inside of his head. And then yeah. I would warp back to myself, like, Steve, you're, you found out that it didn't work that way because you possessed the guy and then walked him off a cliff into the water <laughs> and then tried to jump out of him and then found out that you were the one off the cliff. I was also is, in the water. Uh, Twitter chillers. Yeah. Twitter chillers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Um, yeah. What else were we gonna say about this game? <laughs> it looks really pretty. Oh yeah, yeah. it's a I mean, beautiful I like, game. I like that it's very. Um, this is something that I think a lot of games in this vein have. If you go back to the kind of Looking Glass stuff and Bioshock, like a lot of the game experience is just very muted. I mean, that's expressed in the art direction as well. You know, it's a very visually speaking, it's sort of a quiet game. It looks really nice. It looks really beautiful, but there's not like. It's, it's not just exploding in your face all the you time. Well, obviously the things that happen are ridiculous, but like, but you know, in a good way. But the, but it's tonally, it's not super in your face. Yeah. And I like that because it, to me, it's suggestive of the kind of open-ended avenues that are available to you in the gameplay, which is that the game is not overtly trying to message you yeah. a, a, a tone, right? Like it's not throwing well, a bunch of explodey cutscenes in your face and implying that that's what you should be trying to mirror. In so the I gameplay. think it is. I mean, because it's doing the opposite, right? It's saying, like, you should probably try to be quiet and blend in, yeah. you know? Because the opposite would be you should be trying to explode everything constantly, which is yeah, what most but, games do. But right? still, all of your actual verbs are, pretty much all your verbs are violent in nature, so I right. feel like there's enough implication. Like, it's a video game, so the implication <laughs> is always murder everybody. You know what I mean? Like, that's just yeah. always there. Regardless. But so the tone has to work against that, right? Which is, I think, yeah. part of what they're trying well, to do. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, so they balance it out. Yeah. I like it. It's yeah. cool. And it, I mean, it is a really nice looking game. Mm -hmm. It's the uh, guy who did the art direction for Half Life Two yeah, got hired Victor on Antonoff, for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did well. He did the sort of architectural stuff, and then Sebastian Mitton at Arcane did the uh, sort of character art and larger, larger scope. Well, because like the mechanical stuff, who painted yeah. those bricks? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Jim. <laughs> What are you here for? What? I don't know. <laughs> I, it's awkward. It's so awkward to talk about this game because I'm, I don't know. I yeah. see it every day and I just, I basically live this game for months and. Sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> it is fun. I mean, like, my job in the last two weeks was to just basically make creative kills of dudes. So, like, everything that you guys did in like so five you can minutes. Put them on an internet? I just do that for like two weeks. Yeah, we're going to put it on the internet. So it'll be good. Oh, creative kills. Creative net. kills. It'll be the creative kills. Yeah.net.org. <laughs> a creative kills license uh, attribution. <laughs> uh, That's yeah. going to be expensive because you're going to have to register net.org to do that. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's a good game, though. Yeah. Did anyone here actually bring their own computer? Yes. Oh, we got BYOC. I have nothing to say about that other than thank God that you brought your own computer. <laughs> I went like the last time I was at QuakeCon was in 2001, and I also didn't have a computer then, and I lamented not being MOC. Uh, <laughs> and this year it's the same thing. I'm sad. I wish that I was here just playing. A video well, I, I mean, I've never been to QuakeCon before, and I think I was expecting it. I, I was, I was assuming it was going to be more show floor, and in fact, it's heavily weighted towards. So BYOC for people that aren't at QuakeCon and are on the internet means bring your own computer, and it's basically just rows and rows and rows of tables in this huge, like, I don't know, fucking hanger. airplane hangar. Yeah. Uh, that's the the biggest land setup I've ever seen. Yeah, um, it's pretty awesome. And yeah, it's everybody just brings their own hardware and plays whatever they and want. And then some people just browse Reddit, which is the <laughs> <laughs> stupidest thing to me, but whatever. Although the, yeah. the best and most you can't awkward be was when I, I, walked past, I walked past someone, I, I tweeted this last night, who I saw browsing Reddit, but then he was unfortunately just middle-clicking links that had the red NSFW tag <laughs> into background tags while sort of looking over his shoulder and I was like, no, I gotta go to sleep. Horrible. Horrible. Uh, see, that, that guy gives way more of a shit than the multiple dudes that I saw who just, their wallpaper you was Minecraft just... Minecraft and the breasts. Yeah, they're yeah. just like porn wallpaper. I'm just like, alright, you just just doing it. Don't Whatever. fuck. Like, it's like, bring your own computer. Yeah, I'm bringing my computer. I'm not changing it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 impressive. And we saw the dude who yeah, was the, the fucking lord. The, hi- of the highlight of the BYOC era yeah, is did. is yeah, fifty two inch HD TV as monitor lord. Like where it's just a guy with a screen this big who then had Minecraft running on the equivalent <laughs> of a twenty four inch monitor windowed in there, and then he had IRC in the equivalent of a twenty inch portrait monitor, and then this whole like. He just Three extra, square feet was yeah. just nothing. It was like, background, and he was, was like this paper. far from it. It was yeah, yeah. it was the best. Yeah. That was, so that guy yeah. is my favorite guy. I, I, yeah, if you're I, here, you're the best. I really, do, I really do. I, I completely love that how big of a monitor he was, and he's like, yeah. oh, but if I want to play Minecraft, I really need a normal sized monitor. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was that size of that sharp TV, basically. Yeah, he brought his yeah, own computer to our panel. But like, it was basically. I feel like if the next panel isn't using this, we should probably cobble together a computer and set it up next to that guy with that fucking monitor. <laughs> just like, just quietly, just, just get a quietly. sidle next to him, yeah. But we're gonna run Minecraft full screen, so we can actually just see the UI this big. Like. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, know what I'm doing, but I clearly have selected wool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's that show floor is good. Yeah, yeah. T-shirt guys throwing stuff, balls being sold. They yeah, got everything there. I heard that yeah, you balls. paid two dollars for balls. I was at QuakeCon. I had to drink some balls. <laughs> How do you not? What do they taste like? <laughs> what does it taste like? What does it taste like? It's true. Um, it tastes like kind of gross Red Bull. I don't know. All right, yeah. yeah. It's, Wait, that, that sounds redundant to me. I can. I, can, I, can. <laughs> I kind of like Red Bull. Oh, really? Okay. I'm sorry. Right. That's fine. Yeah, that's all right. They were chilled. <laughs> the balls was chilled. <laughs> Gotta keep us in the singular. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, huh? Nothing. What's what's so funny about that? Nothing. <laughs> no, I, well, I mean, energy drink. So yeah, when when I first came to QuakeCon, you know, I was just walking around trying to get the Yesterday? lay of land. Yeah. Well, I mean, like when with, I first with, came within, to QuakeCon, within the first like twenty minutes of being within QuakeCon, I was just walking around trying to figure out where stuff was, and I was just just hearing people chatting, and just kind of like, like balls, balls. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Why are people oh, talking about balls, balls so much? And I'm like, oh, the drink. <laughs> It was, a, it was a weird and hear, confusing experience. You didn't hear the experience. W in there. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, you really should pronounce it properly, which is bowels. <laughs> then you'd be able I don't to know tell. If that's better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds like a brand opportunity. You should probably contact bowels. <laughs> in addition to setting up yeah. our huge TV next to that guy, we're also going to yeah. set up our bowels, bowels station, uh, station yeah. next to the balls people. So. Yeah. Seen any, we're, seen just, any, we're just selling balls. Like we've just also ordered wholesale a bunch of, of their drink, but we're pronouncing it differently. Is that <laughs> <laughs> like, any other sweet games been viewed by you guys? The Walking Dead. What? I'm sorry. I meant I meant a quick con. We're not talking about it. Why? You, uh, all right. All right. No. No. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> we can talk. No. No. He just wants you to be in the awkward position. I do. That's kind of what I wanted yeah. to happen. But no. Actually, my dream is related to Walking Dead. So when we call Sean, oh yeah, get it oh, oh yeah. should we do that? Sean? I think we're yeah. gonna. I think we're gonna call Sean. Yeah. Well, you had a dream. I did. I had a dream. And you're gonna tell Sean about it. Right? I am. But we have to call him first. Okay. Right. Maybe we should just call Sean. That's right. weird. What? Yeah. What else? He said we, we should call him. <laughs> so do you guys do mind any... if we call Sean really quick? Okay. All right. We'll call Sean. <laughs> he might not be here. He might. not be yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know this was happening. <laughs> Neither did Sean. <laughs> he said he was going to be around. Did he answer? This is terrible. 
No, this, this is what people. This is what people came to Quakeon for. Some people flew out to Dallas to hear this. Well, we did. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> okay. Can we, we just tell the story and then the message? Yeah. Leave. Yeah. Leave a me- leave, leave the voicemail on with the with the dream. Okay. Tell him about it. Okay. So I had this dream. Uh, <laughs> this is good. So the dream was I was playing The Walking Dead, and it was basically the first episode of The Walking Dead. But I was walking around, and I completely. Wait, were you in it, or were you playing? The I was. Video I was in it. Okay. I was were you Nick Brecken? I was Nick Brecken in The Walking Dead. Nick Brecken in The Walking Dead with my mayor, and I was. I was. I was <laughs> with your mirror. Mayor. Yeah. Mayor. Like old Brecken's oh, mayor. Just so on. I was in The Walking Dead. <laughs> And uh, I completed The Walking Dead episode one, and I got to the end, and there was a New Game Plus option. Uh-huh. And so I, I, I went to the New Game Plus option, and instead of like The Walking Dead and adventure game stuff, there were uh, like bananas from Donkey Kong Country. And I was running around <laughs> collecting the bananas, and every time I collected a banana, Sean Vanneman's voice would appear, and he would say, That's the stuff! <laughs> <laughs> Like basically like Mortal Kombat, like Toasty. It was Sean just going, "That's the stuff. That's the stuff. That's the stuff." For like an hour, and that was the dream because I was collecting so many bananas. It was just nonstop. Oh, good. Because you were collecting so oh, many bananas. Oh, we got bananas. that. We, we, yeah. We, yeah. So that is maybe a new game plus that. option that you should maybe so implement. So can we get you guys saying "That's the stuff" to Sean if I count to three? <laughs> All right. Yeah. I think we should do, do one, two, three. That, that's the stuff. Thank you. <laughs> And also, we have an episode name now, so yeah. that's good. <laughs> uh, that was a good voicemail message. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what Sean needs. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Sean was on the on this episode, although it was his uh, voicemail greeting. Yeah. So that's, that's maybe he'll call you back. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave my phone on just in case. <laughs> um, uh, what about uh, Klopp? We could talk about Klopp. We could. Talk, we, we could. Did you I play haven't played it? it, so you did play it. Or you I, didn't? Haven't, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't played, played it either. It. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what? We could talk about Klopp okay. for a second. We you tell, know what? Tell Klopp me about is, Klopp, Jake. Vaguely. So presumably I mean, I, everyone like here. Eighteen I hope, people replied to me yesterday saying, saying Klopp, 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 Klopp. I don't know. You guys know. You guys know Klopp, obviously. Yeah. And do you, <laughs> strong, strong have you been agreement from the audience. Did Klopp get announced before QuakeCon? It came out yesterday. It was on Friday. I, I noticed that Klopp failed to sweep the BYOC area like I was expecting. <laughs> I was actually walking around expecting to see it on at least one monitor, yeah. and I didn't yeah. see it. Klopp is like Quop, but you play as a unicorn who has to climb a hill. Yes. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's, Klopp, it's Klopp with four legs, yeah, basically. It's, yeah. It's, uh, so you have to sort of, so yeah, you press two, two keys for... F- Front, right, right, so you already have four keys in Quop. So what? It's right. one per leg. It's, it just makes the horse go like this it's with its front, legs. Yeah. It's lift so like, leg. It, drop. I'm glad this is a video podcast. Yeah. When you when you press when yeah. you here, let me put out a key here. You press this and a leg goes up and then you let go and a leg goes down. But when it goes down, it moves forward a uh, little bit. So if you yeah. press just the both forward legs, the the unicorn just goes like this and then sort of stops. And so you're you just move you're triggering legs. an actual walk animation on each leg as yes. opposed to like, like physics the, impulses. Right. First half, but then it still yeah. is weirdly physics driven. And like okay. his head is not oh, yeah. in your control. So it you can you can still flip the unicorn. Yeah. Once you when you make the unicorn land on its head, you lose. Yeah. So it's like can you get a Unicorn to climb stairs on a hill by making its legs go Jesus. crazy and right. shit. It's, well, so it's, um, it's and horrible. Some, something I really, I mean, the mechanics are great, mean, but I also like good. the I mean, it's hilarious. The <laughs> I like the hilarious fiction that. Uh, so th- these games are made by a guy named Bennett Foddy, who we uh, interviewed really once, guy. and he's like a really smart dude. Um, 
And yeah, he, he, made, he made this little fictional rap around it where there's the unicorn standing here and then there's, it takes place in medieval times, I guess, because there's this sort of like foppish bard kind of guy with like a yeah, floppy hat. Yeah, but he's also kind of like a restaurant medieval times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, but, he's, but he's like... But the actual medieval times. Right. And, and right. It's, it's all terrible fake old English and he's saying to the unicorn like, hey unicorn, I hear there, there, there dost be a virgin over thine hill. <laughs> Perhaps thou shalt like seek it out or whatever. And so you're trying to do it and whenever you fail and the unicorn flips over, he's like, ha ha, try again fool. <laughs> and he just yeah. makes fun of you, uh, which is amazing <laughs> and I love. Especially because, so, you know, Bennett Foddy is this dude who I guess just hates people so he makes games uh, yeah. to make their lives <laughs> worse. Seems to be and, and so like, you know, I enjoy that, that it's just him making fun of you while you play it. Uh, and especially because the Olympics are going on and um, he is on Twitter and he tweets about the Olympics kind of a lot which is not surprising right because you make games about like running track and rock climbing and stuff but yeah. all but all that he's tweeting <laughs> you make he makes games that look like that well yeah, yeah. but yeah. they're based on sports right yeah. so whatever so but the point is he's he's watching the Olympics but all he tweets about is how he really hopes that someone will start crying or like puke <laughs> like like he's like or puke yes <laughs> like this is what he's been talking about he's like he's like oh Chen got fourth in the trampoline I think the tears are coming <laughs> and, and then and little tweet like two minutes later he's like darn no tears well, and, and, then, and then it, like one time he was like oh that runner just just finished i don't think he's gonna make it, it looks like he's gonna puke <laughs> i was like this is amazing so his, like his perception of the olympics is actually he sort of sees it through this weird serial killer filter where they're actually playing his games <laughs> yeah right yeah. to him quap is not that to him is very naturalistic. Yeah, right. This is that's, just yeah. when, when he watches a track and field event. That's what he. He's perceives. like, these guys are so fucking good. <laughs> this must be really stressing them out. He's just imagining their brain pressing keys, right. yeah. like contorting limbs. Yeah. So he doesn't just take glee in players of his video games like completely failing at sports. He also wants professional athletes who entire lives are like resting on it to get disqualified and break down, <laughs> crying. We're like you're an amazing person, guy who made Klopp. <laughs> <coughs> it's a pretty good game. Yeah, it's good. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Fair question. I think we're at the half hour mark, which is the middle of our panel, which is when, um, well, if Chris had a guitar, we'd maybe play a song or yes. something. But uh, we'll splice one in that you guys don't get to see. We'll just splice in the PAX <laughs> yeah. performance of The Wizard for the final version of the video. <laughs> Sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think actually what we're thinking about doing uh, is just doing the second half of this as Q&A, if you guys are up for that. Do um, people have questions? Do people really want to ask stuff? Yeah, if you want to do... We didn't announce that, so if you don't have questions, If you, if you that's don't want to say anything, questions. that's fine. We saved a whole second half. We sa yeah, we've got nothing <laughs> to talk about, so... Um, well, the thing is, like reader mail, somebody can ask one question, and then we can talk for 45 minutes. So sure. All it takes is one. Uh, but we don't. We have probably that. don't need a ton of questions, or do we? Do we have internet questions? Are you asking me for real? No. <laughs> <laughs> is this is this rhetorical? No. It's, yeah, it's okay, I'm gonna do a thing now. Check this out. I'm gonna go. You're gonna go to the internet? Are you going to the phone? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna go get the microphone, and we're gonna. Oh, we're yeah. actually gonna do that. Let's okay. do it. And what else? All right. Go, Jake. Go. I don't know. We're streaming. Do it, Jake. We believe in you. Yeah. Woo, Jake! <laughs> Getting up. Taking initiative. Talk into it. <laughs> now it just looks like you're a motivational speaker who's yeah, standing up and you're going to like <laughs> yeah, pep up the crowd. Can you guys hear what I'm saying? Now I can. Yeah. Now I can. Uh, so this is for Steve. Okay. Hi. Uh, say the wizard. <laughs> uh, Baboo. 
Sorry, oh, you did I do up. it wrong? <laughs> Shit. Does anyone actually want to ask anything to anyone? Nobody does. Nobody does. Jeez. <laughs> Wait. So I Wait, see hands. Oh, I see hands. hands. Damn it. I'm gonna run away from the microphone and go back. And okay. There, so it's your job now. <laughs> I'll, I'll hand it off. You're, you're carrying the torch. <laughs> I'll be George Burns. Run, run. 30 seconds of initiative. Uh, hi, guys. Hey. Uh, Hello. Big fan of your work. Thanks for bringing back the podcast. Really you're welcome. It. Thanks for being here. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, really quick. Good God. Also, to anyone who listens to this podcast, and especially to people who backed us on Kickstarter, holy fucking shit. Thank you so much. <laughs> we didn't say that at the beginning because we took so long to come back that I kind of forgot to say thank you all the time when we do these now. Thank you, guys. Jesus, holy yeah, Christ. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Kickstarter. That amazing and, and surprising. Anyway, sorry. Zoom uh, question. So I have this, I have a theory that nobody likes... And some people are actually angry at me that I dare suggest it. So I'm kind of curious what y'all's take is on it. Sure. Is this Chick-fil-A related? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, the gist of my theory is that I think digital distribution will destroy game consoles. And mm. my logic goes like this. So game consoles are sold by places like the Walmarts and Targets of the world. They have next to no margin, because they're cheap, right? They're $200 or whatever. And the only way that the Walmarts of the world want to carry game consoles is because they make more money on other things, like selling the games. But if the next version of the PlayStation or the Xbox uh, doesn't even have an optical drive, that takes the games out of the question. So why would they bother to carry them anymore? Um, they could carry something like uh, code cards or whatever that you could type in a, a code Yeah, but what's the point? Yeah. 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 Uh, well, plus, as soon as people figure out, hey, I could just skip the trip to the store and buy right. the next one online, it's done. Yeah. So the only way that they could, the only way they would carry it is if um, they were more expensive and there was a margin in it for the store, which would kind of erode the point of a game console. Yeah. Plus, I don't think that this could ever happen unless all the companies did it at the same time, because if the next Xbox doesn't have a drive and the PlayStation 3 does, Xbox is out. Uh, is my theory? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, so I, I, I don't. I, I think that's. I, I mean, I think you're right on yeah. on on the components of that. I mean, I think that what you're pointing out is why the next consoles will all have optical drives, right? Right. Because like right. the retailers need to have. And so it's not just the retailers, right? Like there's a ton of people in this country and other countries that don't have access to broadband that's good for downloading games from, and they want to go to a store and buy a disc and have the game because otherwise. You know, like I mean, like Steam does really well and 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 XBLA and everything. But that said, you're going to miss a lot of people if they have to have a high speed internet connection to to play your games. So there's a couple sides to that. But I do I, I think that there will be other reasons that the console market, like the hardware side, changes a ton after. I think this is the last generation yeah. of consoles that are going to function like the consoles that we know of now. Because I mean, I like you said, costs are going so far up and people have so many other options for how to get their games if they want to um, that and, and I mean cost of the hardware and of just making a game that looks good enough to justify buying a new console for and everything that yeah I think it's just going to be unsustainable after this generation and I think it's going to be pretty spectacular to watch what happens to consoles in the next game, 5 or 10 years games are also a weird holdout right like very few other forms of entertainment are still so centered around expensive proprietary boxes that are bought in physical locations. I mean, yeah. it's just not... You, obviously, there's still people still send, sell tons of DVD players and, 
and uh, and but and still DVDs far, far less than like, were sold ten years ago. Exactly yeah. right, and it's well, not. And you can buy any DVD player you want. You can and buy watch any, any DVD right. on it. And anymore. also, the movie when you buy it through iTunes or Amazon Video or whatever Come is the code or it, yeah, it's yeah, the it, same. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. It makes no difference. Yeah. You know, the mo- the content of the film is the same. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't need this expensive process to port a thing to another system and then do this simultaneous rollout and all this nonsense. I mean. Uh, I agree with Steve in that I think the next generation absolutely is still going to look very much like this one, but uh, I think you're completely correct in the long term. I mean, it's it's a kind of an insane business model that that consoles are 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 predicated on. It, it's not the way the rest of the world is is moving. Well, yeah, um, movies and TV and music. And music's all, been there a long time, has, but it's all it's all moved away well. though. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, my my guess is that your basic thesis that download digital distribution will destroy consoles is basically true in the long term. I guess I wonder whether you think that's a negative thing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I think it's great. Personally, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm up for that. <laughs> I'd love to yeah. never have to buy another piece of dedicated hardware just to play a fucking video yeah. game. Yeah, the one, one of the corollary is I'm, I'm not 100% sure the PC will be what takes over again. Uh, yeah. I would love it if it is, because I'm a big PC gamer guy or whatever. But yeah. I just kind of, I mean, you know, Apple has convinced most of the world that you don't want an optical drive anymore. People are building computers without optical drives and just relying on Steam. We've well, seen what that's, that's done though. with uh, retail for PC. You go to uh, go to go to GameStop, yeah. and yeah. they're a smattering of PC games, and they're all behind the counter like they're mm-hmm. cigarettes or something. So. Well, I'm a, I mean, I'm, I play almost everything on PC, and I haven't bought a physical game in years. I mean, there's just no need to at this point. Yeah. So yeah, um, I think pretty much on the right track. Yeah. Who's next? Thanks for the applause. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, that guy. <laughs> Sorry, there was that one guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and they're like, what? <laughs> I just heard that one guy clap, and it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, first thing, I am 30 minutes late to the cast because I saw Jake walking around, and I thought you guys were in the really big room. So no. I sat there for 30 oh, minutes. No. Like, when are you guys going to let us in? Come on. Oh, man. So no. Burn. Like 100 but, um, right now. <laughs> The main thing I wanted to ask is, on the first return cast, Chris, you said you felt like maybe you were too old to enjoy Diablo 3? I don't know if it's that I'm too old, it's that I just, it's hard for me to, because I'm not old, but I mean it's, it's, right. <laughs> but it's, it's hard for me to, it was just such a direct sequel, right? Like I mean it's in a lot of ways mechanically, I mean I think tonally it's a very different game, mm-hmm. but in terms of what it's trying to achieve, like the things Diablo 3 wants me to enjoy, are basically the same as the thing Diablo 2 wants to enjoy, even if it goes about them in different ways. And and you played Diablo 2 for like hundreds of hours, I, right? Yeah, I played yeah for hundreds of hours. And so it's just impossible for me to put myself in the same mind space as I was a decade ago. Like, right, because the only thing I was going to ask was, you know, you really love Torchlight as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And, you know, it's very, I mean... Torchlight is even more similar to Diablo than Diablo 3 is. Right, because Diablo 3 has a weird system. I was just curious if you think that collates in any way. Right, so the, yeah, and people have asked me this and have used, and have suggested to me that my, my judgment of those games is very inconsistent. And I think that's, that's totally a fair, a fair response. Um, but I guess to me, what is more important now than it probably was to me when I was playing Diablo 2 is not so much the, uh, kind of fidelity of the systems in play and is more what I see in the authorship behind the game. When I play Torchlight, it feels to me so much like a team that was 
like agile and enjoy, like just loving the hell out of what they were doing. And just a small team of people making this thing they really cared about, like really came through to me. And I don't doubt for a second that the Diablo three team loved what they were making and was really passionate and dedicated about to it. But it just, but it just feels like such a bigger product and in a way that is just not as like personally exciting to me right now at this point in my life which is different than how I would have judged something 10 years ago. All right, well, if it makes you feel any better, I, I like Torchlight better. Like, I played, <laughs> played Diablo 3, you know, got to Inferno within the first couple of weeks, and I was like, I have nothing to do yeah, anymore, I kind of, so... I didn't even get that far. I, I did play a fair amount of... I played, a, I, I don't know, about 20, 20 hours of Diablo 3, maybe a little more than that. And then I, I was done, and I moved my computer from one place to another, and, like, that kind of just broke the streak and then that I just kind of never like yeah. just didn't really load it up again ever after that I only played it when it was in the beta but it was just like it was just like a video game lullaby to me I was just fucking falling asleep while I was playing yeah. it like it's just such a tune out game just like uh, I guess I just click on everything <laughs> like I don't know <laughs> yeah. it, 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 there was, it was it was really 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 unengaging to me you know yeah. uh, well now but, video game lullaby is going to be excerpted and used as a laudatory <laughs> quote on the box <laughs> <laughs> I don't know maybe, maybe I needed to be playing on like super hard mode so I was dying yeah. all the time or no no like I mean that is kind of I do know what you mean though like they 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 that's an, there's an interesting thing about game design, which is that if you tune it too well, a lot of times you can just flatten your curve too much. And I feel like that was true about Diablo 3, where they, they it's such it is such a smooth curve in terms of difficulty, in terms of uh, like uncovering items. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. in Diablo 3, I never had that experience of finding the thing that's 20 levels too high for me and being like, whoa, this is exciting. This is a crazy thing that like someday I'll be able to use. You know, I mean everything, it feels so tuned and so well polished. Whereas Diablo 2 feels like such I mean, yeah. you know, it's a it's a big that's budget a, game, but it feels so unpolished and I love I love it. I that's love a phenomenon that. that you see in Bethesda games too. And yeah, like, absolutely. Like Sky, that's why I really enjoy what they did with Skyrim because it's not as tuned as previous Elder Scrolls games, and you just hit that point where there's just a giant monster dude who basically just smashes your face and you know, it's just it's not leveled up to what you are, and it, so it, it it basically serves as something in, like a unique experience, which otherwise it would just be a ramp. Yeah, you know? I think I think that's something that happens in game design a lot, where it's like the logical conclusion of best practices for tuning something is yeah, just to sand off all of the edges and yep, just make right. it this perfect like un, unblemished you know surface Real of sure, ramp, of yeah. game design. And in fact, what's there's nothing that's surprising about that, right? right? And whereas when you're like, well, we're gonna basically get it kind of in line, so you never get totally screwed, and you never go too long without finding something that's good, then occasionally you're gonna find the outliers where you're like, holy shit, I didn't expect mm-hmm. the flaming sword to drop already. I can't wait to use this or yeah. whatever. And I think that can happen in in any genre, really. Well, and um, I and I think that's why on Isle of Thumbs we really respond to games kind of in the in the Looking Glass shit. lineage, you know, like oh, Sean's calling. <laughs> <laughs> get him on the we, get him on the speakerphone. Oh hey Sean. Oh what's up, dude? Hey. <laughs> can people hear Sean? Yeah. Yes, yes people can hear you. People can hear you. Oh hey everybody. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, is Nick there? Yes. Hi Sean. Nick, I had a crazy dream about you last night. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what are we? <laughs> really? Okay, l- let's hear this. Uh, I mean. I don't really remember much, but there was something about bananas. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you, you felt like you didn't have enough bananas in your life, so every time you would, you would acquire one, I would scream, that's the stuff to you, and uh, cheer you up. It was, it was really crazy, great. Uh
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredibly coincidental. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, that's a coincidence. Yeah, no. Yeah. Twitter chillers. It's, yeah. How is everybody? I miss you all very much. They like hearing your, your voice, Sean. Right? Can, can Sean hear me? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Can you call me? Because he, uh, whatever it was, like half an hour ago, the idea was that I would call to the panel, but I got the time screwing my head because Dallas is not in California, I guess. Oh. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, he definitely caught me playing Dota when the phone went off with like three thumbs people, so I feel. I just, I just want people to know I have literally no idea what he's saying. Oh, he's, <laughs> he said that he was confused about the time because Dallas isn't in California, and we he wasn't paying attention to his phone because he was playing Dota. Okay, good. Yeah, so that's that's All right, fine. Go back to Dota, Sean. Right. <laughs> Understand completely. Thanks, Sean. Yeah. Thanks, Sean. Thank you for your contribution. Yeah. See you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was cool. So as we were saying, video games. <laughs> Uh, next question, I guess. Uh, Alright. Thanks for the question. Yeah. Yes. Next. Does anyone else have this, this gentleman here? So, on sort of the opposite end of Diablo 3, you mentioned Skyrim, and you know, you work with Bethesda, so you play these games all the time. Uh, Skyrim recently came on Steam sale for QuakeCon, so it was 50% off, so my friends are finally buying it after, and I look at my Steam, I've got 400 hours in this game, and I'm like, how did I ever do anything? <laughs> For 400 hours, right? I mean, yeah, like, it's weird. It's longer yeah, than I've kept a, some jobs. <laughs> so, like, how, how do you pull it off? Like, what kind of headspace do you get into? I mean, I have to get into it. Like, this is for my leisure time, so I don't have to do this for my job. But like, if someone's making says, okay, you're gonna sit here and you're gonna do this for 400 hours, <laughs> or you don't get to eat. Like, I don't think I could play video Wait, games. You, so you're, you're asking? I mean, you, well, you 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 have to play shit, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're like, I mean, you're not like a playtester or QA or whatever. But I feel like, like I played designer for 400 hours at this point. Yeah, yeah. well, because I mean, you spend a lot of time doing evaluation and like gathering media and stuff, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just it's like I mean, you know, developers, you you guys know more than I do, but like you, I. I I've heard that uh, <laughs> the experience of that is that you're making the game and then there's a moment at the end where you can just like sit down and enjoy it and that's always nice. Yeah. Sometimes I mean, there's that moment. There is that moment <laughs> for some people. Sometimes that's years later. I mean, but, I, I was talking to Arcane guys and they, they were... Yeah. I was talking to the Arcane guys yesterday and they were like, yeah, I finally got to like actually play our video game once and they, they were really they were really pumped. Well, it, it's yeah, some, but, that's something I mean, that happens on big games a lot. Like I know as a level designer on like a, a, a big game, like you're like, okay, this is your level. You're responsible for this hour and a half of the yeah. game or whatever. And it's like, all right, I've played that level for yeah. about 800 hours, you know, and, and, right. and you don't have time or any reason, you know, like it's not your responsibility to like play other people's stuff until a lot of times, yeah, late in development, it's like, all right, everybody you're not doing any work today we're taking a couple days and everybody's you know gonna like. do a full playthrough and and I think that's probably what those guys are talking about where it's yeah. like whoa I got my I actually got to step back from the game and see the rest of it what everybody else was making and it is really yeah. cool you know it, yeah. for me it's like the experience of playing like the unreal tournament demo a thousand times and just like you know what I mean like <laughs> I did that yeah well yeah I did too but like I did that with Skyrim where I like had to demo the same thing a thousand times or play the same level a thousand times and it's basically that becomes like another game unto itself because yeah. it, it's not finished and so that is also just something that feels alien once you actually play that finished level. So, yeah. When you start talking about it in the context of the Unreal Tournament demo, this is actually sad and is not actually historically accurate, but I remember when Quake 3 was in beta yeah. and there was like DM17, I think was the only map in that. This is QuakeCon, so I can talk about this, right? <laughs> Somewhat relevant. Yeah, it had it had it had it had DM17 and I remember 
in the in Quake Three in particular, everyone who was playing the Q3 test, I think there was so little in there that people weren't able to extrapolate out what the entirety of Quake 3 was. And then it turned out it was just Q3 tests with more maps. And I remember that really <laughs> pissing some people off. Right. But then they forgot that it was actually really good. Um, yeah. Play Quake 3. <laughs> QuakeCon. Anyway, that's Quake all. Quake Live Arena. I just, sorry, like Unreal Tournament, I don't think that was the case because that game... Was a, a, it was a wacky mechanic so, yeah, zoo and it was yeah. a piece of shit. Don't play on real tournament. What? Last time I was here this was 2001. Unreal. You can't say that. Unreal <laughs> tournament. <laughs> Unreal tournament. The original. Why would you play that, that when you can? It was awesome. It was awesome. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> This I mean, episode I, is being beamed from the 2001 QuakeCon to today, where we're going to have a Q3 versus UT debate, and I'm going mean, to fucking I fall, win. I fall on the Quake side. You and I historically yeah, fall on the Quake please. side. But, but, no, it's ultimately a better game, but yeah. I still that's thought right. UT was awesome. This is good. This is good. I'm glad this is happening. Anyway, that's why you play Skyrim for 400 hours, because Quake 3 is the superior multiplayer first-person yeah. shooter. Um, Go JP. Oh, hi, JP. Hi. Is, is JP a liberal? What are you? Calm? You were just lounging as lounger. Yeah, what is that? Uh, yeah. a question for you. Well, JP is, he, he needs I'm to lord, lord to yeah, ask a yeah, question. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Break it. Break it down for us. Actually, like you know, oh, eleven years after the fact, like let's oh, fight no. this battle again. Oh, what? Okay. Oh. Let's talk, pros and cons. Quake three versus Unreal Tournament. What? What? So in your mind, Jake, you seem to be the, you seem to have the strongest opinion here. I was I was uh, I, I don't really I, was, I swung <laughs> both really. ways. So, just, you know, just, I enjoyed both. I, I yeah. mostly I, I thought but, see I thought you were going to say take us back eleven years, tell us about QuakeCon two thousand one. Because uh, I want to yeah. hear about that. Let's shit. do that. That's probably more interesting. Yeah, but I, wait, I don't what do you really remember. About I don't really remember a ton about QuakeCon two thousand one, other than it was in Mesquite and it was double booked with the rodeo, which is awesome. <laughs> um, otherwise, it was really similar, except. Instead of people playing, there's a surprising amount of Quake Live being played at QuakeCon, which is stupid for me to say because the, it's QuakeCon. <laughs> yeah. But like, I didn't actually honestly expect to see that many uh, like basically Q3 games going on. Except in 2001, I was here because I had done like, some texture work and a little bit of UI for a Quake mod, and like so I oh, was pimp your mod uh, so uh, I can download it. Pimp uh, your mod. Um, the one that people actually played at QuakeCon was called Pro Ball, which is awesome. And it's a, it was a Got game. any pro ball players in the house? No one knows pro ball. <laughs> Show of applause, pro <laughs> ball. Yeah, that one guy. Yeah. Thanks, one dude. Um, I, I was more of a, I was, I was a fan of the competing product, Kick Me Quake, but that's because yeah. a friend but worked on the, it. The thing that I remember about QuakeCon, which was actually really depressing to me, was that since people played Quake competitively and they were playing it on 2001 hardware, it just meant that everyone had the lowest possible lighting model. Everyone had all the textures blurred oh, yeah. out to be like a one by one orange square. So I looked like <laughs> it looked like people were playing these games that are like including the mods because people were playing those competitively. Like friends, my friends were all people who did the art stuff on these games. <laughs> and I was like, this is the people that were making these games for. They just actually turned everything off. This sucks. Um, and then we did one really. I, 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 lo I love Fox. the irony of that. Yeah, it looks like yeah. If you if you love Star Fox, yeah, you'll love. Yeah. Uh, I, I fucking love that, that that you come to QuakeCon because you're like, oh, I made some sweet textures. Let's go see him in... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was my memory of QuakeCon. But then I guess in Quake Live, you can't turn all that stuff off as easily. So I, you, can, yeah, you can definitely turn it up so that, yeah, and if you're playing Stock Quake 3, people, and, I, and I saw people on the BYOC floor still doing that because, you know, Jesus. if you have a... Circuit, now you can get 3,000 frames. Yeah, if you have a circuit 2012 PC, you definitely got to go RPIC MIP. Seven or How can you too. play that like shit the, at only twenty eight fifty frames per second? <laughs> yeah, like, right. Seriously, yeah. I like that we've now just absorbed JP into the panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah, um, <laughs> fifth thumb. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Gross. 
I really don't actually care about Unreal Tournament versus Quake at this point. I just remember at the time thinking that it was way more gimmicky and it annoyed me. Are, are there embarrassing Usenet posts we could dig up on Google on the Google Groups archive <laughs> in which you are you're coming out? No, I'm strongly. I'm sure that the internet no, there's definitely not. Don't look. There's <laughs> there's <none of> that. <laughs> Yeah. Do not search uh, Jake Rodkin UT3 uh, or you, you Unreal Tournament, please. Just don't. Don't, don't, don't look at it. <laughs> I just thought Unreal Tournament was just fun because it was so crazy. Like, it just had crazy yeah. modes. I've always liked crazy modes. I mean... Uh, like, you like a mutator? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and like when I played Halo, for example... <laughs> like a, like all a muta- the, fine <laughs> mutator? <laughs> Artisanal mutator? Yeah. Like when I, when I played Halo, the only mode That's that I, I didn't play was... That's what I played was, That was oh, my name. Artisanal <laughs> mutator? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, like, I would always just play everything except deathmatch, except in Q3, obviously. But like games yes. that have crazy modes, I always just play the crazy mode instead yeah. of the or just mm. the crazy map. Yeah, or the crazy map or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was definitely a mishmash game of like a thousand early. You launched six rockets while in yeah. the low gravity thing while someone was firing a first person guided missile at you, and then I went ugh. <laughs> well, also, you were on like a vaguely World War II map because that was just what you did then. Like, yeah, you, like, yeah, yeah. That's that's sort of what I remember about Unreal Tournament. Also, I think that was in the demo. Yeah, really? Yeah, you, you like storm the beaches. The I think it's what like, I thought the demo of Unreal Overlord. Tournament was the, the like map where you're floating around in huge space. Yeah, there was that DM skyscraper. DM Morpheus. Morpheus. I, yes. <laughs> you know all this shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Do we, do we have another question? <laughs> Anyone? Yes. Question, dude. All right, I'd like to address the guys with the double fine. Uh, there's always that guy there's that. One. That's uh, just, me right just now. Chris. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I mean JP. Well, JP also right there. But JP already yeah. spoke. Yeah. You got your token talking out for this. <laughs> Well, everybody loves Tim Schafer. And yeah, he's there's a good always guy. that one dickhole that asks the same question. Oh, what's it like working with Tim Schafer? Uh-huh. But uh, just working around the office, maybe in time for like a deadline or some random thing. But uh, do you have like maybe an off the wall story just working with Tim? Um, I don't know if I have any off the wall stories about Tim. Tim's an awesome boss, though. He really, he's <laughs> really, really cool. He's a really good guy. Um, it is a really good office. It's fun. Uh, we, there's a lot of food-related challenges that happen at <laughs> Double Fine, which is really weird. There's one, there's one called the Chavo's Challenge, which there's this Mexican re- JP knows. There's this Mexican restaurant a couple blocks away called Chavo's, which is like notorious at Double Fine. And there's, depending on who you talk to, Chavo's is either just just stomach disaster or it's a really nice place to eat and so there's there's about depends on I don't who's know. working the back that day what's that depends on who's working the back that day yeah I think it actually it depends, just depends it depends is, on the thickness is, of the stomach yeah, lining of the person <laughs> responding um, and so a couple months ago there was the Chavo's challenge which was was it a week or was it 10 days JP it was a work week it was a work yeah so the challenge was to go to to eat Chavos every day for an entire week, and it was it was horrible. horrible. <laughs> uh, one only one guy made it, and, wow. it was, and it was the guy who it's yeah. just the one guy who's the Chavo like the champion for Chavos. Um, so like of course he made it, just leaving a trail of intestinal destruction in his wake. Uh, like they went well, anything for it. Then there was also the were there rules for this? Did you have to order a specific? Think because I mean, anything it seems you like, order is just enormous. Well, you oh, can't just okay. get chips and salsa, right? right you, have to, yeah. you, you know, you have to make it honest. I'll take the nice side sandwich. But in terms of another food-related challenge, since you asked about rules, there's another food-related challenge that had very explicit rules, which is the McDonald's challenge, which is you must go to McDonald's, uh, you must eat at McDonald's every day for a week, 
and you bring $10 and you must order, you must spend all $10 only from the value menu. And there's, there's a very specific range of things that can be ordered from the value menu. There's not really any way to, to cheat this. Like, you, you can't just get a bunch of sodas because they're not on right, there. Right, the actual yeah. volume um, of food will be high. It's, yeah. it's yeah. distressing to watch You could probably somebody. try to game it, but you would end up with like no, there's plus no, or minus one cheeseburger. Yeah, probably, right. No, there's not right? really like, any way to game it because everything is just As far like as volume goes, right? It, yeah, yeah but, but I mean, you just get a bunch of orders of fries or, or maybe fries aren't even on there. They're not. So everyone just comes back with like 10 sandwiches. It's crazy. Uh, just like... <laughs> Just, just a bag of cheeseburgers that they have to end like. And that's a one day thing, right? That's not. No, a no, no. That's the entire week. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, well, that's just fucking impossible. Yeah. It's totally impossible. And I mean, and did anyone just, pass it? I don't think anyone did. I think the closest. How the fuck could you? I think Jeremy came the closest. He ate like eight out of ten things, and everyone is cheering him on, and he's just like, guys, it's impo- It's completely impossible. This is not going to fit inside <laughs> this. This corporeal form. The worst would be if over the course of the week the McDonald's challenge became easier. What, as you just expand yourself? Yeah. yeah. So like, the first day it takes you two or three hours, and by the end you're yeah. like, value meal ten dollars, please. <laughs> just do you guys do drinking sorry. games as well, or just do we, do we what? practice? Do you guys do drinking games as well, or do you guys like your intestinal no, tracks like we don't do, fuck, does it? No, we don't really do drinking games. Although we do every once in a while, every like I don't know month or two. We have a we have a really cool day called the the Hoff, which is where we just put all the te- all the because Double Vine is made up of what like four or five teams at, at this point, and we we just put all our games out uh, across the studio and like just have you know bring in food and drinks, and everyone walks around and plays all the games that the other teams are working on, and that gets to something that Steve was talking about, uh, where you're working at you're working on a game or you're working at a company, and you don't necessarily know everything that's going on all the time. Um, on all the development, so it's actually really, especially at a company like Double Fine, where we make several games at once, it's it's really cool to see the things that your buddies are making that you just haven't seen because they're you know heads down at their desk most of the time, and you don't come in contact with that stuff. Um, so it's always really surprising to see all the cool stuff that your buddies have come up with in the last month or two. Awesome. Yeah, Double Fine's a good place to work. I think we have like two more questions worth of time, if those exist. There's one of them. It's Chris Failer. What? <laughs> so we have one. Yeah, so I we thought have we asked this man to be ejected. I was just wondering uh, what your thoughts are on HBO's current lineup <laughs> and the upcoming season. I don't know. What's on HBO what? right now? What? <laughs> what? Uh, thank you for your question. Next. <laughs> yeah. It turns out we have time for three questions. <laughs> Uh, Seriously, are people not going to put their hand up until we talk about HBO's current season? (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about Newsnight? I noticed you have a NASA tattoo. That's awesome. Oh, I do. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, NASA's cool. Are you associated with NASA or just a fan? Just a fan. That's extra awesome. That's more awesome. You've chosen the 80s logo as well? Yeah, the warm style. Yeah, the good good one. Both NASA logos are pretty sweet. You don't like the classic one? What? What? <laughs> Whatever. Jake is just instigator of pointless. <laughs> yeah, I, <know. laughs> I like both. The classic logos. Unreal Tournament logo was way better. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, what was your question? Right, um, <laughs> uh, it pertains to Windows 8, the Metro. Do y'all? Do y'all uh, first, yeah. first, it's no longer called yes. the Metro UI. Microsoft yes. uh, was told by their legal team that they, because someone else owns the name Metro, they have to now refer to it as the Windows 8 style UI across all platforms. <laughs> so I hope you're enjoying your Xbox 360 with its Windows 8 style UI. Um, anyway, don't call it that anymore. Okay, Thanks. No, no. Um, <laughs> off limits. Um, you know, Gabe Newell said it was a disaster for, for PC gaming. Are y'all afraid of that at all? 
I'm not afraid. I don't know if I'm afraid I, there, there have been plenty of revisions of Windows that have come out that nobody fucking bought. <laughs> like, yeah. did anybody buy Windows ME? Like, I no, know, right? Uh, I mean, if, if, it's, if, it, if it's that, like, it came bundled yeah. on your compact Presario, right? But, like, if God, the scorn dripping from your mouth. <laughs> if it's, if it's, if it's, if it's all, all, I'm, all I'm saying is, Windows 8 can no be bad, but that no, doesn't mean bad. it's actually going to be adopted, right? Like, there have yeah. been I mean, versions of Windows that are so bad that they really, nobody buys them and they just stick with. You know the the prior version that actually worked, and I then Microsoft my, put something a, else out way to, to paper over it. You can turn a way to you just can, basically turn it. You can turn Metro off. Right? I mean, also, can, yeah. I think that what you're saying is going to be invalid, just because I don't think Microsoft really believed in Windows ME either. Like I think Microsoft is putting everything they possibly have into Windows 8, like across everything. Their tablet thing, their phone now looks like it. The Xbox looks like it. Like they're, I don't think they're going to let it go. I think what this is actually going to be is closer to. The, and I would like to be wrong because I think it's weird. Well, actually, back that up. <laughs> I actually think that what they're doing with the with the Windows 8 UI is really interesting and cool, Style but UI. not for mouse and keyboard-based stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what this feels to me more like, for better or worse, is when Microsoft put Internet Explorer out, everyone said, this is bullshit. And then they said, mm. is it? We're going to put all our fucking money into this for 10 years until it's really good, and then it's going to be bad later. And the same thing happened with the Xbox, where everyone's like... That's just a computer with a box that you're trying, and they're like, nope, you know what? We actually are putting everything into this. Fuck you, you're gonna have one. And now, like, there was a solid at least three quarters of a decade where everyone used IE, and there was a, t and I feel like Windows 8 is going to be shoved down your throat. And it may be the next one of them is gonna be good, or the one after that, but I feel like, like, this feels like one of the Microsoft is actually committed to these things instead of the yeah. Microsoft is making a weird, horrible thing, which is what, like, I mean, ME I, felt like Bob or something, so where it's like, as long that's as, going away. As long as game developers can still just target the, the system and just not have to build for Metro, I don't really care that much. Right. You know what I mean? Your like, UI I think must that, incorporate the Metro no, like, I just mean, like, uh, library? If it's not, <laughs> I feel like it's unlikely to really affect me all that much if I... You know what I mean? Like, what does that have to do necessarily with, with PC games? Civ 6 requires a stylus. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there are already games like, uh, you know, like Skulls, Skulls of the, the Shogun, Shogun that yeah, is but... going to require Windows 8. And like anything that... What? I, I, I... <laughs> illegal. <laughs> Fucking illegal. Um, and anything that comes out that... Anybody that wants Microsoft money so that they can put their game on the native Microsoft app store that's attached to the, you know, like basic experience of Windows 8 is going to have to... That's true. Say, hey, That's okay, true. well, now we require Windows 8 because we want to be on your app store, and you can opt out of that. But like, there are a lot of people that aren't going to, or aren't going to but, really have the practical option yeah. to. Right? We'll see how common that is, though, because most yeah, we'll see. most no, game I mean, developers who put yeah. games on PC don't communicate with Microsoft about it ever. Actually, like, is I the mean, is the app store going to mean now that to be Microsoft certified as a game, you don't need to go through games for Windows Live, but you can go through the same app store certification process that everyone else who wants to be on Windows 8 does? Because if so, that means Windows 8 is actually probably going to be good for uh, like AAA PC games. Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, that's just good, saying that. Point. Just because it's a better worse thing. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so games for Windows Live, as far as I'm aware, is, yeah, totally going away go slash away, being yeah. rolled into that but yeah. my understanding is that Can we let JP talk before we're done? Well, sure, but all, all I'm saying is <laughs> my, what I understand is that their app store is very much based on Xbox Live style stuff that's like very uh, small footprint and, and but, basically like touch so focus. So it's, it's going to be the same as Games Windows Live except there will actually be employees paying attention to your games that go through the certification process. 
I don't think so. Because GFWL and, and, and Xbox certification are really similar, but you just sit in the Games Windows Live queue forever because I don't think that it's as high of a priority. Anyway, what are we talking about? <laughs> Hi, video games. The, uh, I, I think the reason that, that Gabe Newell and what, whoever Blizzard guy were really down on Windows 8 Rob is because... We call it Gabe Newell and whatever Blizzard guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, refer to WB guy. Yeah, um, is because the, the, the Windows... People, what they're worried about is that the Windows App Store will be the Internet Explorer analog. That yeah, Gabe Newell is worried about Steam becoming the. He's Netscape. worrying about proprietary. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, worrying he's, about Steam about Steam becoming the Netscape to mm, that's exactly what Microsoft's about, yeah. Internet Explorer. You know, uh, to their marketplace right. because you know if it's a marketplace that's built into the operating system instead of one that you have to install or something, that's bad news for him. And right. Microsoft, depending on how much Microsoft wants to be a dick about it, yeah. they could really do some yeah. anti-competitive well, nasty and, stuff. Yeah, and um, from his perspective, the reason that it's a whatever he said catastrophe for PC gamers is because it closes the platform right like he's saying yeah. PC is an open platform if Microsoft basically strong arms everybody into using their marketplace instead of Steam well now all PC games that want to be viable have to go through Microsoft cert and you've seen how fun that is for console developers so the, the, we'll see the thing I think is different between between this and the Internet Explorer analogy is that uh, or in that analogy is, is different is that Netscape. What happened in Netscape with an Internet Explorer was in an era before the Internet was. It was in an era before the Internet. No, before <laughs> before it was as sort of intrinsic a part of uh, all of our horrible lives as it is now. And uh, whereas I think people at this point, I mean, you know, maybe this will change. I don't know, but I feel like people who go out of their way to play PC games are generally a pretty aware group of people about their platform. Like if you're gonna go out of your way to have a PC that is capable of running games and you're gonna buy a game and download it on PC, you probably are aware generally of the environment more so than someone in 1995 or whenever who just was like, what's the internet? Oh, there's this right. internet explorer thing. Like, I guess I'll use that. I, I guess I'll explore it. I think we need to shut this down because we're actually out of time, but I will okay. say you say that, but right now, Steam has risen to prominence in an amazing way without ever spending $1 saying the word Steam. Yeah. And you know that Microsoft is going to spend dollars saying the words App Store. So and maybe Valve going, should start doing that too. That's weird. Though. I mean, that's yeah. That, but that is why Gabe Newell weeps. It's competition. Yeah. Dollars. I guess all I'll I mean, say is like Steam to it's, finally it's, have some it's, competition. It's honestly yeah, not. not no. I mean, but, yeah. but, anyway. Uh, but, but I mean, like you had ugh. to put a leaderboard in Wallace and Gromit on <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to have to do that on your fucking computer? Yes. <laughs> but, oh, but, okay. But he's not going to have to target that, though. They don't no, but, to, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's how, fa how fast Microsoft like moves, right? I feel like what the future needs is leaderboards in every game. <laughs> Done. Right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Are we not at QuakeCon, the home of competitive gaming? <laughs> Do we not love leaderboards in Proteus? <laughs> or what? Are we not entitled to Proteus? What is Proteus? Wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It's that Ridley Scott movie. I heard it wasn't that good. <laughs> no. What, what game am I fucking thinking of? I have no. How oh, the Proteus. The the pixel art uh, experiential Proteus. game where you walk yeah. around hills yeah, and, that's and Proteus. Proteus. Yeah. Prometheus. <laughs> not Prometheus. <laughs> oh, Avatar. Why, what? Oh, Avatar. Oh. Thank you guys for coming to the Alabama <laughs> <Island laughs> <Island laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thanks, it was great. <laughs>